Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the BTU Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Barun, and unfortunately, other co-host, Harjot Suri, is unavailable today. Uh, this feels very weird doing the intro instead of him. Um, he is very busy right now because he has midterms, and um, so we were unable to have any new guests today, but we do have some very wonderful guests, um, Bridges executives today on our podcast, and... Um, yeah, there won't be any chit-chat between me and Harja, so we'll jump straight into our conversation with our executives. So, Chitanya, our co-CEO, and Hussein, our chief editing officer. I forget the roles. Chief editing? Yes? Yes? Maybe? Maybe? Points off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't remember the roles. I'm bad at remembering the roles. Am I right, Hussein, or no? Yes, you got it. Yes. Chief editing? Okay, chief cool. Editor. Yeah, editor. so our chief editor, editor, chief editor, I'm sorry, uh, Hussein John is also here in our podcast. And we're just going to be chatting about what, we, what we've been up to. You know, it's been a while since we've had both of them on the podcast. So I'm sure that you guys have a lot of, to tell us about what you guys have been doing in school, outside of school, um, any new updates, you know, what you guys have been up to. And yeah, let's just chat. So I guess we'll start with ladies first. So Chitanya, uh, I mean, Hussein, I mean, Chitanya. Um, <laughs> Hussein, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Chitadia, start us off. What you been up to? How's school been going for you? Oof, I mean, I feel like I've just been doing school um, for the past couple of weeks. Uh, after reading week, it kind of speeds up. So yeah, I have an assignment due every day of the week. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, so that's been going. I also had like a couple of weddings last week that I had to go to. Oh, nice. So... Uh, it, they were they were beautiful but very time consuming that is true so it kind of threw my balance off of whack but otherwise yeah. it's been good yeah that's good that's good you're in third year now yes right? third year so, biomedical science. third year biomedical science so is there anything that you've been learning that's really cool you want to tell us about that you finally mm-hmm. feel like you know I know like in the first one or two years of university a lot of it's pretty general you're like oh how am I going to apply this but I'm sure as you get like more specialized into third, fourth year, you get to see things and actually how they apply. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like um, first and second year, especially in science, tends to be pretty general. But I'm finally like kind of specializing into my program. Like I'm doing a molecular biology course and I'm doing an immunology course right now. Um, and so all of that is quite cool. But like outside of just like the specific like degree related topics, like I feel like I finally found like my rhythm in terms of how I learn and like what I need to do to study so that's really cool yeah that's good that's good so you're actually starting to do courses that you're enjoying and you know you're kind of seeing it yeah as soon as I'm done biochemistry (laughs) as soon as I'm done the chemistry portion of my degree I'll be fully free though so that's good that's good yeah how about um outside of uh school though what you've been have you been doing anything since we last had you on the podcast I know it's really hard to do anything I won't blame you if you say you haven't done anything because that's completely fair because we are in a pandemic pretty much so what's been going on I mean I feel like I've tried to kind of maintain a balance but it's been kind of hard I've been just relaxing though when I'm not working just uh, talking to friends uh, trying to spend time with friends Uh, reading week I would like to say was a nice break but it wasn't but you know it was (laughs) It was still nice to not have classes, That's um, true. but nothing big. Yeah, nothing really. Mm-hmm. Would you say reading week helped you like kind of get back on get back on track? 
yeah. it's the schedule. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I shockingly wasn't behind on any content. Oh, that's um, like, good. Content for the first time ever. Like, yeah, I can't really. I cannot relate to that. I'm really that's proud cool. of myself. But I got to like start a bunch of bigger projects that I have due. But nice. Yeah. That's so, good. That's good to hear. And how about we'll get to you too, Hussein? I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh how about in terms of bridges? We know everyone, I'm sure this the listeners know that you are one of the co-CEOs of Bridges alongside Lisa. Um, so how's everything going with Bridges? How's been uh how you guys running Bridges so far? Yeah, Bridges is going great. Um, right now we're working on increasing our brand and getting our website up. Hint hint Varun. <laughs> That's been the focus. Um so yeah, um, it's going well. We're trying to implement new things so that we can help more and more people. And that's how that's going. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Hint, hint me. I need to get that website up. Yeah. I've been having a lot of issues with deployment. So hopefully you guys, the listeners will see that website up very soon. We do have a rebrand in progress. So once the website is up, you will see a lot of changes happening with Bridges in terms of our branding. So let's see how that goes. Hopefully we can get that website going soon. So yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for the Bridges update. Now, moving on to our other guest here today, Hussein John. What you been up to? How is everything going? I have been, I have been good. Uh, just right now, just like uh, Tanya said, I'm just going through school. I have a midterm tomorrow, so I've been studying for that. Um, unlike many normal universities, Western has its reading break in November, so my break is just about to come up. So I'm looking forward to that so that'll be pretty cool so until then i'm just studying at, thankfully i only have one midterm i have to worry about before eating break and that's tomorrow so once that's done it's a bit more it's gonna get much more easier but yeah for the last few days i've just been studying that's good that's good and i'm sure you're also in a similar situation um i where you're doing more courses that i guess are more specialized i know you're in medical sciences right in um at western so what kind of courses have you been doing? Anything cool you want to share with us? Uh, yeah, so, and I agree with uh, what you guys said before that not just life sciences, but in life in general, uh, first year courses are much more non-specific and it's a bit of everything just so you can right. see what you actually like. Um, so yeah, definitely now in third year and fourth year when you actually get to pick for example, in medical sciences at Western, you have to pick a module that you want to do, and you can actually pick what kind of specialty you want to learn. So mm -hmm. I've been doing that. I picked physiology and pathology, which is basically physiology is about learning about functions, how your body functions, all the different parts okay. of your body. And pathology is learning about diseases. So mm -hmm. a bit of both is kind of give you the full picture of how your body works and how it fights, fights diseases. Right. So, so far, love it. It's really, really cool. And yeah, it's just uh, upper year courses are really fun and I love my program. So yeah. That's good. That's really good to hear. And I know you were also telling us um, last time we had you on the podcast that I believe you were talking about you're prepping for your MCAT. So how is that going? Right. Yeah. So, um, so for the viewers, like one of my career goals, if possible, is uh, medicine. So that will include writing a test that that you need to get into medical school. And that's called the MCAT, and it's it's infamous for being quite a challenging thing. Oh yeah, saying that in the most moderate way I can. Um, 
Uh, so practicing for that. <laughs> in the most diplomatic way I know, but uh, it's going pretty good. So thankfully, many of the content on the just just the content, not the actual practice, but just the strict content you also learn in second year of university. So much of that I've already covered. Mm-hmm. I still have to review it. Um, the big part comes in getting actually used to the format of the test, being able to mm-hmm. read big lengthy articles with complicated terminology really fast, answering them really fast. Uh, your brain not tiring your brain out even though it's a six hour test. Um, just so that part I still gotta do and I'm not looking forward to it, but I I'm still gonna do it and I'm gonna get started really soon on that part as soon as I am done my exams in December. Oh nice. So you're gonna so are you going to start prepping for the MCAT or are you going to like do the MCAT as soon as your exams are done? I don't um, know how the schedule is for the MCAT. I'm going to start prepping. So there are, I don't believe there are any MCATs in the winter. So I'm going to okay. start prepping. I think, I think, don't, don't start checking. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to start prepping in December and hopefully write it by May or June. Okay, nice. Okay, well, good luck with the MCAT midterm. Oh, I know it's difficult, so I wish you the best of luck with that. Yeah, I'm going to um, <laughs> Sorry? Oh, the midterm, right? The MCAT midterm. <laughs> Did I say midterm? I heard midterm. But <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, well, best of luck on your MCAT. Uh, not MCAT midterm. MCAT is a very difficult <laughs> yes. exam. Um, but yeah, def- best of luck with that. I know it's very difficult. So, uh, I hope you do well. Um, but yeah, besides the MCAT preparation, is there anything else that you've been? that you've been doing. I know you were, uh, last time we had you on the podcast, we were talking about um, a military training kind of program that you're a part of. I don't know specific details too much. I don't know the name of it, so I don't know what to say. I just know it's a military training thing that you're doing in Quebec. So tell us about that. Have you still been a part of that? Or was or is that over? How's that going? Yeah, sure. So the so I, I'm part of the Navy, the Royal Canadian Navy. The RTN. So, <laughs> stop laughing. So, for the viewers, Titania here is part of the cadets for the Royal Canadian Air Force. So, not the Navy, but the Air Force. And uh, she, she is uh, during her time there, she actually got a chief warrant officer, which is a really, really high rank. So, like, she knows a lot of the stuff I'm talking about. Uh, but for me specifically, I didn't join the cadets just because I didn't know about it at the time. But now in university, I actually joined the real Navy. So that's like, uh, so it's like the actual military. And over this summer, I went for training. So any member in the armed forces has to go through this training. It's called basic training because it's the basic for every single thing you do. Um, and I did that in Quebec. It's five weeks long, five or three weeks, depending on your profession. And I went into that. It was, it was something. Um, like a lot like what you see in movies about military places it it was like that a bit more easier nowadays compared to like 1980s and 70s but yeah i did that got to make orders learn how the military works i I, like actually live in a military boot camp really and overall it's really really fun now looking back at it it was very fun at the time i was hating it but looking back it was very (laughs) very fun and so far still doing so but nowadays i've graduated from training so now i've got my commission so back then i didn't have a commission now i do so now i am technically an officer so my rank is an nice. lieutenant so 
I am just working on that right now. So I go to the naval base here in London every uh, every Wednesdays, sometimes Mondays as well. And uh, I hope to go back on training this summer when I have when I have no school. That's good. That's good to hear. We have an ongoing debate about which element is better, whether it's uh, Navy or air. Um, and even though I'm obviously um, right in saying that air is superior, um, you know, it's pretty cool that Hussein is doing all that stuff anyways. You know? Yeah, yeah Chintanya looked like a proud mom as you were talking to Hussein. So I have oh, to yeah, for, that. Sure, for sure. But yeah, like, so, the, so uh, everyone listening, if anyone is interested in joining uh, the armed forces, uh, the Air Force is an amazing, amazing uh, branch as, as well. It's really, really cool. But obviously, if you do want to join anything actually pretty good, the Navy for you. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of myself, I really wish I could be a part of it because I know I've mentioned a lot in high school that I never got a chance to be part of Air Cadets. Like, that's something I really wish I had had a chance to be a part of. But even in university, I, w- I wish I could do it and I can't because of my degree, you know, like, study and co-op but if I had a chance I would 100% do it and I recommend like anyone else who's like who has the time to do it like 100% do it because I feel like you learn a lot of real life skills you learn a lot of discipline you learn a lot of you know you kind of get step out of your comfort zone I feel like a lot oh 100% yeah Like, yeah go ahead yeah like especially like if you don't want to commit to the military and you want just to go to a place um to build your leadership skills uh, and you're between the ages of 12 to 19, um, joining air cadets or any type, there's air, Navy, sea, <laughs> sea and Navy are the same. Sea is Navy, um, right? Army, Navy, and air, um, yeah. joining any of the elements, um, you pretty much get the same leadership training and it really helps build you as a person um, and mm-hmm. learn like people skills that are really applicable in post-secondary and like on in your actual career. So I would really advocate joining. It's brutal at times. Um, kind of like how um, Hussein mentioned, but it's mm-hmm. worth it in the end. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, even talking of this, I have a, have a little story of a friend who recently transferred to RMC, actually. Oh, he was cool. in my program. Yeah, he was in my program. Um, and uh, he's in my year right now. And he's been on the waiting list. So the thing was, he got he got uh, in technically when we applied in grade 12. So this is back in 2019. Um, but they said they couldn't admit him because he had glasses, I think, and he wanted to be uh, in the Air Force, right? So then I remember when we were in, so I didn't know this. I found out like, I found out this entire thing that he applied to RMC and everything, like when he transferred, he's just like, yeah, I've been on the waiting list for two years. I'm like, bro, nice. Okay. And then he, I remember he got LASIK surgery. So like in first year when we were sitting oh. in lecture halls, he would be like putting eye drops in his eyes and stuff. I was just like, bro, what are you doing? It's like, I got LASIK. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like sure. You got LASIK. That's nice. He's like, yeah, I really like planes. I really like to fly. He's like, I was in air cadets. Mm-hmm. And then he just messages me like earlier this year. He's just like, yeah, so I'm transferring out of Waterloo. I'm like, what? Like why? He's just like, oh, like I actually got into RMC like two years ago and i've been on the waiting list and everything so it's really cool like rmc is also like a great school yeah. if you're uh, anyone who's listening uh rmc is a royal military college. oh yes so i should probably mention that it's a college for that the, the military uh organizes for its programs yes, yes. thank you Sin. i yeah. completely forgot to mention that um yeah so royal military college we got into rmc so he's it's very cool and he tells he tells me stories now and that like now and then whenever i get a chance to talk to him and it's like very very like difficult in the sense that because you have to do like training and you also have to do like your studies and you're in school as well but the good thing is like you don't have to pay tuition 
So, because everything's covered, because it is a government uh, school, it is a public like public school technically. It's a government-run school. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend if you're into like um, the military and you want to save money on tuition and you also want to get a good education and everything. Yeah, definitely RMC is something that you should definitely try. Um, it's definitely not easy to get in because you have to be physically very in shape as well. Uh, if I'm not wrong, they do like a physical test or something, right, Jatania, to like before, yeah. So the animal test, yeah. Oh, what's that? Sorry. Is that like uh, I don't know if RMC is more stricter, but at the mm-hmm. bare minimum for armed forces, you do the animal test that you have to conduct an okay. animal physical test. Okay, got so it. it. Yeah. Four different parts to it. You gotta pass them. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we were talking about the military now. That was random. <laughs> that was tangent. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we that's that's no We're just representing we're the government we're of Canada. Sponsored. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're not sponsored by the government of Canada. But yeah, no, definitely uh do but something I, like I, that. I, I get so many ads on Instagram about join this branch with this trade and you're doing this and I'm like, I'm already in it now. <laughs> Yeah, 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 definitely. But uh, I want to I wanna switch gears on the conversation a little, talk a little bit about um, more of like uh, the situation that we're currently in and school and like the pandemic and how you guys are doing with that. Because I know um, like right now, if I'm not wrong, both of you guys are still, school is completely online for both of you guys, right? Completely virtual? No? Uh, so for me, I have four out of my five courses are in person. Okay. One is online. Okay, I'm- nice the direct opposite um pretty much all of my courses are online except one is in person so i go in two days okay so tell us about that Chisanya. how is that process for you i think hussein, hussein should go hussein should go yeah okay oh, I, so okay. I wanted to go to both i was like who do i start with um <laughs> uh, so for me it's back in person so i've have had experience being in person back in first year so this isn't like completely new to me as it probably is for many second years um it's so far i do like it as going back and having actual interactions with real humans <laughs> and not just your keyboard and so it is it is much more uh, like you at the end of the day you're like oh wow i did so much today i went here i went here i went here so that's kind of nice you yeah. get to meet people you actually go to classes um i personally am a bit more Let's say I like I sometimes go the easier way out. So even though many of my classes are in person, they also have recordings. So sometimes I just watch the recording from home. Um, mm-hmm. Though it is really nice having that option. And sometimes I also do, many times I do go actually go to classes. So right. overall, it's pretty cool, cool. And for anyone who's still at home waiting to go back to school, yeah, hopefully everything will open up pretty soon. And then, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, no, I definitely agree. I'm waiting hopefully I get to do the same thing as well. Like once you go back in person, because the one thing that sucks with being online is just kind of like the same routine every single day you get out of your bed, sit at your desk all day. And then that's pretty much it. Right. Exactly. And then within person, you actually like, like you said, like you, you realize that, Oh, I'm going here. I'm going here. Like I'm all over the place all day. And like, not only is that good because you're getting to meet people, but like, that's also good. Like physically, you're not sitting all day. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you're walking around a lot. So that's definitely good to hear. And and, uh, even uh, like not just academically, but it's much, much harder to uh, harder to join clubs and extracurriculars from home. Mm -hmm. uh, It's all like, I don't know, it has a very different feeling to it when you actually add a place 
fundraising or at a place doing an event sort of just right. staying home and looking at zoom and looking at five screens that yeah. are all no cameras on so yeah so just uh, for me specifically being able to now go back to the clubs i joined in the first year and saying hey guys remember me and just having actual conversation that's that's pretty cool yeah no i was just gonna ask i was like are you a part of any clubs or any extracurriculars uh yeah yeah i definitely joined some and uh, i'm doing them right now so i am uh a financial uh, associate vice president of uh finance for uh msa the muslim student association so that's pretty cool um i didn't know any finance beforehand but i do love finance so it was really fun getting that position after that's trying nice. it out so yeah i'm doing that right now um at the navy as i said before and i also have a research position so just working on that nice nice doing everything that's good yeah it's definitely more fun when it's in person and you can actually be a part of these things in person exactly. so yeah so let's move on to chitania i know you're in the exact opposite situation where you have uh, all your courses online except for one and uh, i know you have to commute all the way to ryerson all the way downtown for that so tell me how that process is going for you so yeah it is tiring i commute every monday and thursday and i'm usually there all day um before i come back home um and i remember in the beginning like coming home and then starting work felt like impossible i've kind of gotten used to that right. but it's it's nice i remember on my first day i was like standing outside of class and this girl i don't know maybe she was in first year maybe in second year and she came up to me and she was like oh do you know where this room is and i was like literally i haven't been on campus in like two years i have no idea where anything is anymore um, and i like i just like i gave her a direction i don't know if there's a correct one but, um but yeah so it's just it, it was very different it's very different but yeah. it's just nice because i feel like um just in class you're so much more actively learning that's true um, because you can't just like you know open up um youtube in another tab and like you know, just get distracted but right definitely nice but it's tiring and it is a little bit scary even though there are precautions being taken and they're very mm -hmm. strict about their protocol um but yeah it's nice it's nice i like it and That's i'm good. hoping to go full in person soon right it's good you got a nice hybrid going on there you have like sometimes in person sometimes online so that's good. Yeah. I was hoping that even for me, I can, I can get a hybrid. So like I can have like labs in person for like one day and then I can just go to Waterloo for one day and be at home for the rest. But I, unfortunately I won't, my next study term is next semester. So then, and they said it's going to be completely in person. Oh. So yeah, I've been going through the struggle to find a sublet. It is very, very oh. difficult. All right. I can it just imagine the <laughs> influx of students coming in now. Yeah. There's so many students coming in. Oof. it's crazy anyone who like goes to waterloo knows the struggle mm -hmm. is insane right now if you go on like the waterloo student housing like facebook page you'll see like someone post be like yeah i have a room available that i'm subletting and you'll just see like 50 replies under it be like oh message 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 like i want it yeah. <laughs> it gets insane right now but yeah i'm hoping to secure a place this week i went to waterloo over the weekend to check out oh. this apartment so yeah hopefully let's see fingers crossed i need a place to stay yes. i don't want to be homeless <laughs> If anything, just, um, you know, get a tent from Amazon. Get a tent. Exactly. Exactly. Or get a van. Van. Hashtag van. True, true, true. Yeah. I hope, I hope I don't have to resort to that. <laughs> Even better, just sleep in, the, sleep in the classroom. You'll never be late. That's true. Oh, that's sleep true. in the classroom. That's true. That is true. That is true. Yeah, guys, don't do these things. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I'm hoping uh, I'm not homeless for next semester. It's pretty insane. And the thing is, like, because there's so many students that are coming in, a lot of the people who have leases and are subletting are making a profit off of it. So they're like subletting for like $100, $200 higher than they're actually paying. So I'm like, you know, I don't blame them. I would probably do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's insane, but I'm excited. I'm definitely very excited to go back to the in-person stuff because um, you can't study at home. Let's be honest. Like it's very difficult to study at home. Like I know like um, when I was during the, the first semester that I had, when we were in person, I came home during reading week and I could not study. I didn't do anything for like literally like four days straight because I could not study at home. And I wasted my half of my reading week doing nothing. So yeah, hopefully I get to be a little more <laughs> focused and study more in person. But yeah, it's just that's too comfortable at home. Yeah, it's too comfortable at home, right? Yeah, it's, you don't feel like studying when you're at home. It's very difficult, yeah. But yeah, let's see, let's see how that goes. Um, but yeah, just mainly wanted to know how what's uh your guys's plan and um yeah wh- how about next semester what are you guys's plans next semester has the university told you guys anything i'm the exact same so my, i'm yeah. already mostly in person so this case in person and i my place is for eight months sub uh rented least sorry so i'll just be staying here mm-hmm. and how about you uh Sanya? i think ryerson is aiming to be um, fully in person by next semester. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's tentative um, based on everything, but yeah, I'm gonna. I'm hoping that I'm on a co-op term for the next three semesters. Nice. So, okay. Like I'm hoping. I haven't gotten <laughs> any offers yet, so it's very tentative. So you're applying for co-ops? I am. I, yeah, I am. Okay. Tell us. Tell us about how that process is. I'm sure some people definitely want to know how about how Ryerson's co-op process is even I don't know how it is so even I'm curious to know how it is um the portal is quite similar across like universities so um okay so how co-op works at Ryerson is like all programs um are just normal programs but if your given program has a co-op option you can apply for it and if you get in you have to change your like stream um but basically it's now you went from a normal program to a co-op program and it's just as normal you apply to various jobs on the portal and outside like on like Glassdoor and LinkedIn and Indeed and stuff like that and you apply to co-op positions that like fulfill your requirements and you interview for them and if you get or multiply there's multiple interviews that you have to do before you get an offer um and so yeah it's a really tough process I find especially Mm -hmm. for like like life science students because like already our lab experience is so limited because of the pandemic, but there are such few jobs. Um, there are such few jobs and so many science students who are like gunning yeah. these positions and there's just really like people with stacked resumes. <laughs> so it's, it's good. I feel tough. that. I yeah. Feel that. It's, yeah. It's been tough. I've done a couple interviews at this point, but. That's um, good. Yeah. I'm hoping I can secure a position. Um, but if not, I'll be fully in person at Ryerson next semester. Nice. Okay. Well, wish you the best of luck with uh, your co-op application process. I really hope you get a position. <laughs> Very um, stressful. <laughs> yeah. I know how that process is. Yeah. I even I was told like um, during the first semester when I was applying for co-ops, like on, on Waterloo's job portal, there was around, I would say like two, three thousand jobs. And during the peak pandemic, like last year, it dropped down to like less than a thousand. 
So, and the, the amount of students are obviously still the same, right? So then there's the same amount of students applying for even less jobs. And then the ones that are like insane with insane resumes and everything, those are the ones getting the job. Exactly. And then everyone else is just like, just there. Like, I need a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, how about you, Hussein? How is the, um, do you, does your program have co-op? Like, if, how's the co-op pro- process at, um, at Western? Um, so I can't speak for every program, because I'm pretty sure for some businesses, they do have co-op, especially for IG, okay. probably. Um, my program does not have a, a co-op built in into the program. So okay. I don't have anything similar to that. Um, I will say for anyone who is not in a co-op-based program, or but wants to do uh, extracurriculars in uh, getting a job or research, I will say don't to say, hey, I have no co-op opportunity, so I guess I won't be doing anything. Um, mm. So so for myself, there wasn't those opportunities, but that's when you just got to try going out and try to get positions or email people, go out for networking events, um, go find people that you can talk to, maybe some people who have an opening. They, and you, it really is mostly luck, but then the mm-hmm. skill comes in when you can recognize that, hey, that I got lucky there. Maybe I can go there. And just going and trying to do that. And that's kind of what I did. And right. yeah, so no co-op for me, but just trying to, uh, for me, uh, it was much more informal. I just emailed people. I'm like, hey, do you guys have an opening? There was no portal. And <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely like actually like a very good thing to do. That's what a lot of students actually do, an underrated method of finding co-ops. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so yeah, that's how I got mine. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, and I think a lot of universities have it. I know Ryerson does where like if you are on a study term, um, you can like there's this thing called career boost, but through it, you can reach out to professors and mm-hmm. who are who have labs and like, you know, be research assistants in their labs and you can get yeah. paid for it um, and you can do it while working. So maybe you'll spend like three hours in a lab um, per week or like an average amount of like hours per week. Yeah. Um, and so that's a great way to get experience if you're not in a co-op position either, because your profs usually always need some sort of help. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely good to build those relationships with your professors. Um, you will not only get to learn a lot about, I, I would say like the first thing to do, if you want to get in touch with a professor, uh, Hussein, I know you're a research assistant right now, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I know that I've been told if you do research in terms of what they're uh, thesis was like their when they did their PhD, the professors, and you do research and ask some questions. That's like a great way to like ask some questions about their research is a great way to kind of build that relationship. And they're very likely to like you if you do that because it shows that you're putting in the effort. So, um, yeah. So, so specifically for professors, people who teach, and if you're going to go to them, yeah. So almost every university professor for sciences is also at some point a part-time researcher, right? So it is a good idea of reading their background uh, research. What was their PhD in? What did they make? What do they research now? And trying to learn about it. And just trying to, so when you do talk to them, you can have an intellectual conversation, right? Right. And it's not more of you just pop in and like to send them an email saying, hey, can I have a position? I've been coming to all your classes. Can I have a position? <laughs> no one's going to reply to that. Um, right. Maybe try going to office hours every time as like actual questions that are actually about constructive right. um like so much so that they can recognize your face because there, mm-hmm. there's a thousand people in your classroom you gotta send out oh, yeah. 
right? Yeah. So for your professors, that's probably the best way. Just go to them, ask as many questions, go to your classes, don't slack off on them. Um, outside of professors, there's many people who do full-time research. Um, many times universities will have a list of people working in which, depart which department and usually they also have their contact info. Do not call them, okay. just send them a message, uh, just send them an email. Um, yeah, and <laughs> that should be fine. Hussein, uh, did you call a researcher? I, I did not call a researcher. <laughs> no, no, like you did. <laughs> this, is not, this is not based on past experience. This is just, just like, do not call somebody at three in the morning asking, hey, can I have a position? <laughs> sure, sure. Well, that's a specific <laughs> time, three. Okay. You're not. These are all anecdotes. None of this is true. But yeah, this, yeah, this was uh, an interest. And here's my biggest advice do not get discouraged because almost all of them will say no. It doesn't matter if it's co-op positions, it doesn't matter if it's an informal request at a research place, 95%, you know, I said that high, would probably say no. Mm. Even higher, it's very, it's very much possible. For me, I got like, I, I think my success rate was 1% of the time back out of 90 people. So it, it, is, very, it is very, very uh, competitive. So yeah. if someone says no, or someone doesn't even reply, which is a very big, uh, common thing that no one mm -hmm. doesn't apply to your email, they don't apply to your application. Mm -hmm. So don't get discouraged, keep going, just keep trying hard. <laughs> Make sure your marks don't louch down just because you're right. demotivated. And yeah, at some point, it's bound to work. Yeah, definitely. No, thank you so much for that insight and very motivational thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, sorry, I'm getting no, a no. Um, but yeah. No, I definitely say like um, if you don't get a co-opposition, try to reach out to professors. If you can build a connection with a professor, um, that's not only great because they can help you get a research position. That's also good. Like they also have connections. So if you can build a good connection with a professor, maybe they can refer you to someone else and help you get a co-op. So professors are definitely a key uh, resource that you should definitely take advantage of um, mm -hmm. while you're in university. And um, yeah, with that, um, I think we should probably, we can probably start to wrap up the podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for your insight. But before we wrap up, I just want to ask you guys for one more thing. I know we have a lot of listeners who are applying or are going to start applying for universities. So is there any small advice or any kind of advice that you guys have for the students who are currently now going to be applying for universities? I'm sure next month is when applications open. I'm not sure when the exact date is, but is there anything you guys want to say to those students that are applying? You want to go first, Chief? Sure. Sure. <laughs> Um, okay, so the first thing is make sure that the program you're going into is the program that you want to go into. Um, I know your family will have input, maybe some friends will have input, but try to respect what they're saying, but at the end of the day, go with what you want to do. Um, second, know that it's not a permanent decision, like you don't have to have it all figured out where you are right now. I'm in third year. I still don't fully know where I want to end up. Just know a general like angle that you want to push your career towards and focus on that. But if you make a decision that you regret, you can always change it. There are people who change careers well into their 30s. So like, don't worry about time. Um, and so yeah, just just think your decision through. Don't worry about external factors and just pursue what you think you want to do and what you'll be happy doing. Amazing advice. And how about you, Hussein? Um, Anything yeah. you want to tell? 
So Chitanis has some really, really good ones. And I'm just adding on to them. So first thing, so two pieces of advice. The first one is so adding on to Chitanis. When you are researching what program you want to get into, there is a very likely chance that many of us already have a preset idea. Like back from maybe said middle school, like I want to be a lawyer, I want to be an engineer, I want to be a doctor. And you have had that mindset all the way up until grade 12 and you believe you'll do that for the entire, your entire life. It is, I've met many people who have had that mindset, but they've never actually researched all the different variety of careers that actually are. And what ends up happening is that they never check that. They go into the thing that they think they like, and then they realize, oh, wait a second, I don't like this at all. This is way too much, something that I don't like. So right now, uh, if you really like something, let's say you like a program, ask yourself, what do you like about it? Can you, can you see yourself doing that for eight hours a day at a minimum for the rest of your life? And that's a really, really big ask. So it's not just, hey, I want that because I want to be, uh, like, I, like I, I want the doctor suffix on my name, sorry, prefix. Uh, I want the engineer ring, whatever. Can you actually do that for the rest of your life? That's a really big, uh, important thing you have to know. And my second thing will be uh, when you actually get to university or college or apprenticeship or whatever you want to do, um, if you are nervous, I can almost guarantee everybody else in that room is also very nervous. <laughs> um, so when you do get there and you're like, oh, shoot, I am not built for this. I'm going to stay in my room all day and I'll just go on my online lectures and that's it. That's, I'm okay with that. I don't want to go and embarrass myself. Um, go embarrass yourself. Go because everyone else will be doing the exact same thing. And the more, the more you actually put yourself out there, the, the more connections you will make, not not only academically, not only with your professors, but with friends. And at the end of the day, so that will get you through all of university and post-university or whatever you do after that. And then, yeah, yeah that's, those are my two advices. Wow, that's really amazing advice from both of you guys. So, I mean, I'm sure the great tells are really, really appreciate that. And I actually kind of appreciate that too. I kind of needed that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys again so much for taking time out of your schedules. I know you guys also had midterms to study for and a lot of other things to study for and assessments to do. So thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your schedules to be on this podcast. Um, and thank you to the listeners for tuning in. I'm ho- sure you guys learned something very insightful from our guests that we have on the podcast today. Um, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. And yeah, stay tuned for our next episode of the Bridges Podcast. You know the drill. If you want to reach out to us, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at bridgestouniversity at gmail.com, our TikTok at bridges to uni, our Instagram at bridges to uni. And yeah, we hope to guys see you in the next episode of the B2 Podcast. And take care and peace. Bye. Bye. Bye.